Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Merhaba and welcome to episode 19 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the universe, I'm your host Samet and I'd like you all to give a big applause to my fellow podcast members. From New York, America, Emre and Yasin. How are my American boys doing? Doing good, doing good. Good, brother. It's been a while since we've been together. I feel like there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, lots of stuff going on in Galatasaray. Personally, in my personal life, I'm feeling older by the day. I played soccer last week. My, I hurt my hamstring, so I said, let me play goalie for a little bit. You know, that's safe, right? Since I'm not going to move around too much. Nope, I played goalie without a goalie glove, and then I sprained my thumb. So I have, like, this glove right now that's just securing my thumb, which is all bruised up and swollen, so... <laughs> Just one injury after the other for me. Old fart. Welcome to the club. And of course, we have from Melbourne, Australia, Mazar. How are you doing, Maz? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I, I can relate to Yasin. I'm also playing soccer, but I'm still banging in girls, bro. So <laughs> Yasin Some things never change, eh? Some things never change, bro. <laughs> and then before we go to Canada... I'd like to go to Kingdom of the Netherlands for a quick fact from Sali, the historian. The title, though. Yes. Today's fact will be about football and history at the same time. You know, I like to combine those two things. So nice. The first thing football-related is that Greenland cannot join FIFA because not enough grass grows for a football field, apparently. So since they became a bit more autonomous in 1980, they are just, well, not allowed to participate because... There's no fucking grass. Um, <laughs> the funny part is, well, as we all know, it's actually called Greenland, but there's no green. And how that happened is in the year 1000, well, back in the Viking age, basically, a Viking was banished from Iceland and he had to find new land. So he discovered Greenland. And in order to convince other Icelanders to join the land, he called it Greenland. So they would hope there would be, well, greenery <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> for them to why. farm on. And have animals and such. Yeah, Ultimate exactly. troll move. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he trolled. I didn't know that. Nice. That's a good one. Of course, from Toronto, Canada, Coach John. And then I'm going to say this to you, John. Coach John Istifa. Coach John Istifa. <laughs> Coach John Istifa. <laughs> Coach John Istifa. So, first of all, what happened with your quarterfinals, bro? Ah. Uh... Hard to talk about, man. Hard to talk about. But no, I was uh, with the U15 group I, I coach. We were in the quarterfinals for uh, something called the Ontario Cup, which is a big tournament here. And we, lost, we had a 2-0 lead. And in the last maybe 10 minutes or so, we ended up, we lost it, man. We lost 3-2. Uh, lost some sleep over that one, but these things happen, you know, so don't, don't, don't boot me out yet. Give me a chance. All right. Don't have, Samet has the Turkish mentality. Okay. Give know, me man. a chance. <laughs> How can I take you <laughs> serious <laughs> now? How can I take you serious now? John, you're a chaiza, bro. Accept it. 
<laughs> you should get Ted Lasso, man. What is this? <laughs> oh, what about the other point? I want to know. You were talking about a dream you had. There's something going on. Listen, uh, I'll, I'll just make this brief, but I'm sure you guys will like this. So I, I did this morning. I, I woke up from, from a pretty crazy dream. So Yasin was in my dream. And basically, we were playing a friendly against... Was he going? Uh, no, no, not, not this time. So Not with that bruised up uh, <laughs> let, let me just say, no pulled hamstrings in the dream either. But we were playing for Gasla and we were playing against Fenerbahce in a friendly. We were playing in this indoor turf field. And yeah, we were playing a friendly. Yasin and I were the center backs. And uh, basically, long story short, he was getting so pissed off at me because every time I got the ball, I was dribbling out from the back and trying to dribble <laughs> through their whole team to score all on my own. And he was yelling at me, giving me shit. So just before, the, just before halftime, I, I dribbled. I dribbled through the whole team and I scored. And I was like, Yasin, see, bro, we can do it. Just trust me. <laughs> So I went off. I was celebrating on my own in the corner. I was like dancing with the corner flag and everything. And <laughs> just like Marco. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the ref started the match up again before I could reset back to my position. So I was in the corner dancing. The match was being played. <laughs> Fener scored because we were down a man. And Yasin, I looked back. Yasin was yelling at me and his whole fucking head was red. His entire head was red. <laughs> the way he was giving me shit. And then he was like, bro, why would you do that? And I was like, dude, what the fuck do you want me to do? We're not playing with Kerem or Yunus. Like, how the fuck are we going to score? I have no choice. And he was just fuck and he was blasting me. So that's how I woke up this morning. Damn, even the refs fuck you in your dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, bro. I could just imagine Yasin's head. He probably had a vein popping out of his skull and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. The Wesley Snyder vein. I, I, I would be bad <laughs> in that situation. Well, if you had Mazar in your dream, you had someone to score, right? Usually, I'm set back in the dreams. Like, someone else had a dream. I think it was Sali, and I was set back. True. That was a while back. And I had a dream once as well. Yeah, I remember, bro. Don't worry. And <laughs> I had a dream once. I was set back, but this time, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah seen, position. He was holding it down, I, I have to say, but it was me that was fucking around. <laughs> I was maybe injured, that's why. Nah, you're benched, <laughs> Maz. Benched. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been a while since we've uh, done a podcast. Obviously, the BTF episodes were smashing it, so felt like I didn't need you anymore, but I thought it would be a good time to return, right, with all of us. So what are we going to discuss today? We had a shit ton of news, so I'll quickly go over some of the main ones, and please feel free to jump in where I missed anything. And then we'll just free flow, take some topics from those and, and discuss it as usual. All right. What happened since our last episode? Galatasaray presidency, Burak Elmas, finally replaced by someone new. Eşref Hamamcıoğlu didn't win. Dursun Özbek is back. And in his team, he has Erdan Timur as an important name. Next up. Dominic Torrent, also fired and replaced by Okan Buruk. Well, congratulations for you, uh, Emre. That's all you wanted. <laughs> Thank you. With him, his team left. Albert Riera also surprisingly left, as there were rumors he, were go he was going to stay. And there's also rumors that Torrent didn't want to take any discounts on his termination. 
but we don't know the exact uh, details there, yet, maybe yet. Ayhan Akman is also reported to be part of Cenk Ergun's team. And we have some rumors. Marcao is supposedly leaving. Denier is supposedly returning. Mustafa Mohamed maybe going to Toulouse with an 8 million offer. Ola Solbakken, the 20-year-old, 23-year-old Norwegian, might join us. Erik Botheim, also a potential free agent coming from Russia. Mert Müldür, also spoken a lot. Turkish right back from Sassuolo. William Carvalho, Taliska, there's also two other rumors. And then an interesting point is Kuwait Airways may become a stadium shirt and sponsor for a huge amount of money. But this was officially denied by them on Twitter. But others are still saying now it's still going on. So we'll see. And we're trying to get rid of Gomis and Diane, Diagne, supposedly. So there's two official transfers completed. Who wants to introduce those two? Yasin, take it away, bro. All right. You uh, just want to hear Yasin mess up the names, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I probably will, and I apologize in advance names, so I do. Should be fine. Yeah, he'll okay. be okay, man. All right, all right. So our first one was Abdulkerim Bardakçı. He is from Konya. He played left center back. He's left-footed. So that's something important to keep in mind as we talk about rumors and Mark Algon this summer. Uh, there's also Kazimjan Karatas. He's from Altai. I believe he's 18 or 19 years old. He's also left-footed and he plays left-back. Statistics for both last season. Kazimjan played around 23 games last season for Altai in the Super League. He has zero goals, two assists, 1,400 minutes in total. Uh, Abdulkat... Ab Abdulkerim Bardak, there you go, I messed it up. Mm-hmm. Played 33 games, <laughs> five goals, three assists in that time. And he's known to be a center back, similar to Marcao again, where he likes to get involved in the attack, just like John in his dream last night. Hopefully, <laughs> Abdulkerim mm. actually does a better job getting back and the referees wait for Oof. it this time. But Oh, he fucking better, man. <laughs> <laughs> so those are those guys. Uh, I guess, you know, we can talk about financials too. And on the topic of financials, before I get into it, Hallelujah, we're finally seeing Cup come back. And I'm sure Emre, oh, and yeah. I'm sure everybody is yes. super happy about this. Cup details. No more, you know, going off of what Jakub Chinar said. No more going off of what Ali Kuchnair said. Now we actually see what the club is presenting to us officially, right? So on the topic of official numbers, Kazim Jankaratash, his transfer fee will be 1.15 million euros, a.k.a. 20 million tele. His signing fee will be 400k tele, aka 22k euros. Very, very small fee. Uh, it's for five years. I would say the average across those five years is about seven, eight million tele, which again is it's nothing, you know, uh, maybe four or 500k euros over those five years each year. Abdulkerim Bardakci, on the other hand, is a three plus one contract. So three years guaranteed. Last year, the fourth one is optional by Galatasaray. So that's all if we want it, right? That's important to keep in mind when we talk about his wages. His total transfer fee is 2.8 million euros, which some people don't love it, but you're getting a proven center back, Turkish, keep in mind, around 27, 28 years old, who had a very good season. His wages are 17 million tele, 19.5 million tele, and 23.4 million tele. Those are the guaranteed wages. If we choose to opt in on his fourth year, it's going to be 29.3 million tele, which is 
obviously a pretty high number but it's good to know once again that that's optional so if he's not playing well if he looks like Satchuk did his last two years we say you know thank you for your service time to move on if he's playing great all through those three years we say you know keep keep him you know pay, pay what we have to so uh those are the completed transfers and you know there's a lot to talk about with those so i'll, I'll leave it to you summit or whoever wants to take over any opinions on that mm -hmm. you do you like it do you dislike it do you wish we got somebody else what are you guys thinking yeah i think um with the uh the abdul kerim transfer i you know he had a good he had a good season last year and so did konya um I'm just, I'm a little bit conflicted. Like, I don't know what's going to happen with Markao. And I don't know. When I watch Abdul Kerim, I see um, like shades of Alpaslan as well. Like, I think he's a lot better than Alpaslan. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. Rash, right? Yeah, he, he seems a bit, yeah, exactly. He seems a bit, uh, how, how can I say? He seems like a big, strong defender. But he doesn't, mm -hmm. he seems like he can step in, win the ball. But mm -hmm. I, I, I'm just not sure. Like Alpaslan had those things too, but he just made mistakes and he just wasn't the smartest player. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen here. And I don't know, like, was he brought in to be a direct replacement for Marcao or is Marcao leaving and Denier's coming in? Like there's so many different variables. So I don't know what part he's going to play in the team, but I do think he is a pretty good player. I just don't know how I feel about him directly re replacing Marcao if that's what the idea is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I personally think the idea is that um, Summit also mentioned it. I think right, Luindama. The, the Arabs didn't decide to buy him, so I I think the club will still yeah. try to get him out of the club and basically have Abdul Kerim, if Marcao is staying at least as like a third option uh, or just a rotational player. On the other hand, you might also think, well, why did we then pay 3 million for this guy who's on uh, 70 million liras, which is nowadays, I believe, a million euros? That's kind of high then for third center back. So I, 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 I do get your point on it being a bit conflicting because we just don't know the future of our other two center backs yet. Mm -hmm. What's going to yeah. happen with Marcao? Nelson, we haven't heard about anything really so far. So. It's mostly about Marcao in this case. Yeah, I think uh, the yeah, issue is yeah, also yeah. The, the foreign quota. Foreign, That's also yeah. a problem. So your keeper is foreign, right? And mm -hmm. we might also change up our midfield, who are completely Turkish at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that means you need to find someone. Too. Yeah, yeah. You need to find someone Turkish, at least at the back. So you can invest you. in foreigners for the front. Would you rather have foreigner defense backline or foreigner midfield and attack in general midfield and attack that's what most teams are doing right yeah midfield 100% yeah depends on how good people are of course but uh, mm -hmm. yeah I There's think most more. of that yeah mm -hmm. I think this is a great transfer honestly and and you can see that we did well because both Besiktash and Fenerbahce wanted to transfer him and we yep. came in and swooped him and got him so I'm, I'm happy with this transfer. Yeah, maybe link to Abdul Kerim Bardakçı. I want to uh, put something out there. What do you guys think of Sabah reporter Mehmet Özcan being completely cancelled on Twitter because of an article he wrote in uh, AMK Spor? 
where he basically <laughs> notes the difference in salaries, saying, guys, all the local players are earning 6 million tele, 5 million tele, 4 million tele, but then you have Abdul Kerim Bardakçı earning 17 million tele. He's being lynched, he's being cancelled basically, uh, well, for deliberately creating chaos for Galatasaray, and, and note down, uh, he is a Galatasaray fan, or a reporter. What do you guys think of that? Um, he's, a, he's a journalist, bro. He's gonna, he he's gonna create drama, he's gonna stir the pot, he's just trying to get attention, I guess. Um, I guess to a certain degree, yeah, he should be cancelled because stuff like that. We don't need stuff like that. Here's but it's thing. Turkish journalism at the end of the day, bro. Yeah, but the, like, here's the thing, though. What people are getting mad about is not him just disclosing what his wages are. Because everybody sees the wages. It's like, you know, it's on cop. But, like, what people are upset about is that why is he only disclosing the wages for our club, right? Why isn't anyone ever talking about how much wages like Fenerbahce is playing or, oh, if... Uh, like a Uzil, for example. Or exactly, or Besiktas. No one ever talks about it. It's never in, like, the, the news as a, like, newsworthy thing, you know? But, like, oh, Galsaray is paying a little bit extra for this guy. You know? Blasphemy. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't pay enough attention to those kinds of things. Also- Turkish journalism is just... Yeah, uh, funny to say the least. Try to keep it PG, <laughs> but <laughs> but he's also saying like, oh, this fee that he gets, Kerem and Yunus will go mad, absolutely nuts. That's exactly. how he writes it down, right? Like, for me, honestly, in my opinion, fuck off, man. If I were a Galatasaray reporter, I would think twice publishing something like this. So. And- no matter how much his other reporter buddies are saying he's more Galatasaraylı than any other person, you don't post something like this. We have a good atmosphere going on. Transfers are coming in. What is this? What is your intention? This is this is Here's bad intentions all over the place, man. People think he's being paid to say all those things. And maybe that's right. Maybe it's not. Like, how are you going to compare Yunus and Kerem to um, Abdul Kerem? He's like 28, 29, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. he's going to earn a little bit more than them. Of course. Of course. You know what I mean? So, like, I think it's intentional trying to, like you said, create drama out of nothing. And I, I find, think... Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead, Summit. Go ahead, Summit. No, it's ridiculous that this reporter is then expecting, ah, oh, um, Yunus and Kerem, we should immediately give him 18 million as well. It, Of course not. You sign a contract, you Doesn't know what like you that. signed up for. Yeah. Like, I, I will not go to my boss and say, look, you just hired someone who has a PhD degree. Uh, he's uh, 20 years older than me, but you're going to pay him a thousand euros more. So I want the same. No, I know my contract. I know my age. I know what university I came from. There are brackets. There are certain fees that are paid. Uh, and mm. if I have a contract for three years, sure, I'll wait it out and then... Uh, yeah, apply somewhere else or ask for a new contract. That's how it works. Uh, Summit, while I agree with that logic and that explanation, it's not that straightforward, right? Because you said my boss gave me this much and then the new guy's getting this much, right? But it's not that simple because the boss that Kerem signed that contract with last year or two years ago is a different boss than the contract that Abdul Kerem is now signing that contract with, right? So I think Mehmet Özcan is his name, right? Um mm-hmm. Although he's kind of exaggerating and maybe bringing up points that don't need to be talked about, like 
this person makes this much money or this person makes that much money. I think what he's trying to get across is the idea of, listen, new management is great and all, but there is now a mismatch in the structure and the salary cap, if you will, of what Galsai and the prior United teams, which would be Burak Elmas and Mustafa Cengiz, what they were willing to dish out, trying to keep their salary, total salary, under a certain margin, right? Now you have Dusan Uzbek, and yes, maybe he's come with a little bit more money, so he's he feels a little bit more comfortable doing these contracts, but it's true. I mean, like, if you guys look at the rumors, we'll talk about the rumors in a bit, but just looking at these contracts, like, it's Kazim genocide because he's a rumor, and we only have Abdul Kerim to go off of, but, like, if you look at his contract, you have to question to yourself, would Burak Elmas or would Mustafa Cengiz have paid him that much money before? They would have to. And, the euro maybe turkish lira difference that's the problem that's the big maybe, problem right maybe when they made right. the contracts for kedam and whatnot the euro wasn't as you know expensive as it is now yeah and then Fair. also look at kazim john he's not he's also not making as much as up to kedam and i imagine that's because of the age difference as well i mean what has kazim john done to earn 17 million turkish lira that's man? also true exactly that's what i'm saying like up to kedam is coming from you know a good season and, and what he's did a Kerem do prospect. when he came in like w there was no reason to pay him 17 million and he signed the four-year contract right so so i don't know if this is correct or not but i just pulled up Kerem Oktukurl Mash and it says when he signed his new contract for the extension last year he's making 7 million tele last season and this upcoming season he's gonna make 8 million tele and just to compare you know Kazim John who only proved himself at Altai for one season is going to make, you know, mm -hmm. a little over 5 million. So there's not a big gap between the two. And look what Kerem has done. I mean, look, what Mehmet did is not that great. And I agree with the criticism, but I'm kind of glad that there is at least one journalist out there that's willing to kind of take the hit from fans for criticism. But at least at least he's bringing up a point saying, hey, look, keep this in mind going forward because but you don't want to disrupt your situation. Structure. Yeah, we know. You know, but like you don't talk about it. Like you, you're not going to well, see fans talk about these wage structures when we don't let's say, need Taliska to let them or, discuss that with their managers and the board. It's not up to us. Like, wh why should? It, let's uh, say, let's well, say Kerem and Yunus didn't even think about this. With these reports coming off, it might uh, bother their head. And actually, I agree with that. You know, yeah, that's the whole problem. Yeah. He could have also maybe, went maybe he route. was happy until this report came up. What if what if he said what if he made the report and say oh look at what foreign limit is causing for wage structures you know this is what this team has to pay for yada 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 That's that exactly would have been more more acceptable than him just saying oh it's going to create chaos it's like like you know inception like he's like implanting a fucking idea into their it's gonna head going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy with how he wrote it Yeah John what do you think about this bro before we move on I think that almost every Turkish reporter is a crook. I think Dursun <laughs> oh, is a crook. I <laughs> think I think no one should give a fuck how much Abdul Kerem is making in Tayrek because it's fucking worthless anyway. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's all I have to say about it, man. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> Welcome to the TED Talk. <laughs> I will happily yeah. move on from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. I think we dwell too much on this topic. Yeah, you know what we didn't note down? Emre Tin em Emir Tintish leaving. Who's that? Emre Tintish <laughs> from the youth. Youth, I think. Ah, uh, forget about it. Just yeah, next thing. Let's, 
Yeah, be good next. about it. Yeah, be next. Good about it. <laughs> They're leaving. Some, I don't that, care. That is a good point, but I think that can dive into a much deeper and length lengthier conversation about our about youth, the youth yeah. and the problems that we have with it. And I'd be happy to get into that in more detail later, but this can go on and on. One thing I love though with Okambura coming and seeing him very close to the youth. That that's very important thing he's doing, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's yeah. nice to see as well that someone is at least picking that slack off up. It is, sure. but wouldn't you say wouldn't you say it's a bit risky considering his contract? He has a one plus one deal. He sort of has to really perform this season, and doing it with plays we've never played actually isn't that kind of risky. I mean, I like the fact that he's obviously the pictures and everything. He's integrating youth, etc. But it's a one plus one deal. I don't. I don't know how much is actually going to be him, true. Sally, he doesn't need to yeah. play him. It's it's I the know. attention that he's giving that's important. Keeping him in the club and talking with them, their futures and their planning. Because the main point Emir Tintich said was, "Yeah, we were waiting, waiting for months, and we never got a reply on anything." Mm-hmm. I'd love to still keep on playing with Galatasaray. But they never offered a professional contract, which is ridiculous. And to also debunk what every Turkish journalist is saying, yes, they can actually give professional contracts to U16, U17 players, three years. After U20, U18, it can be five years. So it's also bullshit that they're saying you can't give under 18 players a professional contract. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't need and to just play. to answer your yeah, and just to add on to that, and maybe it dives into more of the conversation around Okan Buruk, but Okan Buruk, the difference about him compared to Torrent or a lot of our prior coaches is maybe he signed a one plus one, but he's invested in Galatasaray. You know, th- this is his youth. He spent a lot of time here winning trophies, and even if he doesn't stay past the next year or year, two years, he still cares about this club, and he wants the best for this club. And that's what, what more can you ask for when you're looking for a coach or you're maybe on the fence between a few options, which we were, you know, a month or two ago, we had a bunch of options, but we ended up going with Okan. And Okan is the only guy who can really say, yeah, you know what? If you fire me, that's okay. I still care for Galatasaray going forward. Just the way that Fatih Terim did for years when he was coach and when he wasn't coach. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and then just one more note from me is by showing that he's invested in these youth players now, he's also sending a message to the Yonetim saying, hey, look, I signed a one plus one with you, but I'm kind of going about my future here as if I will stay longer because I do want to stay longer. Mm-hmm. I, I see my future here. So, you know, Torrent didn't do that last season when, when we had nothing to win and he was criticized for it. Everybody's saying, where's all these youth players? You, you are in 13th place. You're not going to win the league and you're far from top four, top five. Why don't you just play, you know, Hamza? Why don't you play this guy? Give him a couple of minutes. Let him smell the field ahead of next season. And that was a criticism that he got. So it's good to see that Okan's doing something a little different from the get-go. Mm-hmm. No, of course. I mean, I'm not saying it's a negative thing. I'm just saying, like, just based on his contract, um, I hope it's the right decision that he makes. But, of course, I'm happy to see youth players being involved. Um, seeing, well, hopefully some players from our academy actually go to the, well, first team, so to say, or the A team. So, yeah. yeah. Look at it this way as well. He signed the one plus one. But the standards are so low. I, I think I think he'll do good enough to deserve the extension. To be honest, 
But I do agree with you. I don't think it should have been a one plus one. It should have been at least a two year deal. Because we know so, how good Okan Buruk is. Yeah. And and on that, right, that's a one plus one. So what would you, for you guys be acceptable for him to have an extension? Like what position or, you know, what do you expect from next season with him then? I'd uh, say top five at least. Top five. Like for me, it least. would be just to reach European football would be uh, just yeah. a good bench. So you have the to thing be is, first or second for that now. That's, yeah. Well, not necessarily mm. unless you want to go to Champions League, but well, you got to remember this season is going to be the, the 100th anniversary of, you know, the founding of Turkey and everyone is going to want to be champions, right? So anything less than that, I think is going to cause a lot of problems <laughs> for Alcon. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you couldn't get this done or this done. And then the if you see like- The political side of our football. Poli- exactly. Political side, the emotional side's going to take over. And if like our rivals, like let's say Fenerbahce, who won it on their, you know, 100th anniversary of their club founding. And if they win it, country founding you know mm-hmm. 19 you know like like yeah it's gonna They'll be a have another uh imaginary title yeah exactly <laughs> you know about all this stuff about okan buruk it's nice that he's here i don't know yet if he will be successful i was a team torrent for a long time i think he did deserve uh, another year with us uh, to eh. at least run out his contract and see what happens but with all that, that said, I do. Uh, I can tell everyone here: go and place your bets on Galatasaray becoming champions, because that's gonna happen, hundred percent. If you oh, lose the bet, I'll, oh. I'll I'll reimburse it. I'm I'm so <laughs> I'm so true, like I'm so sure of myself. And and the reason why I think this is Dursun Özbek, that slimy sleaze ball, that Yalu Surat, hundred percent made some deals with some other crooks within the Turkish political political environment. And it's already written down that we're going to be champions this year. Uh, I mean, there's lots of <laughs> are you, projects. Are you saying oh Dursun Özbek is doing shike? No, <laughs> I'm not saying shike. No, of well, course what's not. In, what's being insinuated well, what else is going to be? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. That, Bro, this is a professional podcast. You can't make those kind of assumptions. No, it's uh, I'm a Turkish yeah, I'm reporter. Don't forget, Mas. <laughs> so, 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 Samet, um, you mentioned making a bet, right? Yeah. Um, I am a betting man. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, but, but yes, no, you no, are, really. not, but, no, but you're, but, you're you're too big, man. Come on, I cannot reimburse you that if you lose. <laughs> Fair enough, but but just in in on that, I guess topic. I have it in front of me. Um, the opening betting odds as it stands now. For the winner of next season, so mm-hmm. Trabzon is the favorite to win, followed by followed by Fener, followed yeah. by Besiktas, followed by Başakşehir, and then we're oh, after Başakşehir. So Ooh. the odds are right now for us to win the league are at ten. So really, I'll drop a yeah, hundred so, there. So so Samet said he would reimburse me. He's he's now said he now said he wouldn't because otherwise I, no, I would have just I'll, put. I'll cap it until a hundred euros. I cannot deal oh, with your okay. ten thousand euros on the I, Well, no, I, I was gonna say I, I would I would put ten thousand on that if they win the league. I w- I win a hundred thousand. If I lose, I got my money back. It's a win win. <laughs> oh man, why is there so low? What the hell? One more thing I want. Is that update? Sorry, I was just cutting you off. I was gonna ask John, is that gonna update as time goes on? Like, let's say yeah. if we yeah. make more transfers, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. way too low. Yeah, this is this will update um, 
uh, exactly what you said, like accordingly and, and what happens. But th- this closes in August. So I think to place this bet, you have to make the bet before the league starts or else it'll close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so if anyone's feeling really spicy and you want to take uh, Istanbul Sport to win the league, that's 201 odds. So be my <laughs> guess. <laughs> What's Giresun Sport? Giresun, uh, the odds are 151. So whatever your stake is times 151, that would be your payout. Okay. okay. Nice. You want to put 100 bucks on that, Yasin, to win 15 I, grand? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, one more news I forgot to mention, guys. Ali Oboskol, the our Instagram puff uh, oh, jacket boy. Oh, your favorite oh, player. Yeah. This, guy, this hater here. He's probably I'm so not mad. a hater. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's gone. <laughs> He's gone, and he's gone to Adana Demirspor. So maybe Montella was it? Can make something out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, and we have an option um, to get some money from his next sale. So that's always good. Mm-hmm. So what else do you want to talk about, guys? I just want to touch on Marcao again. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let's go to we'll the rooms. Mar- Before we go into the rooms, I want to talk about Marcao because uh, we're all saying we don't know what's going to happen. Is our transfers enough, et cetera, et cetera. What's happening with Marca right now is they're waiting for a good offer for Marca. And Marca said he wouldn't go unless the offer is good enough. And he's like, if I don't go, I'm still happy to play for Garcia and I will GD. still do my job. So dumb. This is different from previous seasons. I don't know what changed, but I think two seasons ago, he really wanted to leave. We had an offer from Roma and he stayed because Fatih Tedim convinced him. Uh, he was begging to leave. And now, two seasons later, he's saying, nah, I'm, I'm happy, I guess, that I don't know what's changed, but like I know. Summit said, Adam and Dibe, and Okanburk is really happy about this as well. You want to hear, Mas, so, what changed? What, what changed, bro? Bro, you know, Macau stayed for Fatih Terim, right? And we all know Fatih Terim yeah. has a huge cock, right? So, Okanburk <laughs> came, Okay. he, sat, he, <laughs> sat, he sat with Macau, and he pulled his dick out. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I mean, I believe it. Yeah, and no. that was the deciding factor. That's it. He's like, it, I'm it's true. True. Yeah, I know. I have my sources. So if Marquez does leave, we will most likely make another centre back transfer, according to reports. Um. So, yeah, that's it. That's all. Yeah, I and to say. and as it as that stands now. So we've heard so far that Roma and Zenit are interested and it, it looks like the offers received from Roma so far are in the 12 to 13 million section or area. So I don't know how you guys feel about that, but uh, come on, man. They're going to have to... Uh, also, like Sevilla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly what Maz said. They can fuck right off. I mean, they're going to have to increase that offer if they want him, but... Like uh, the news that just came out uh, today, um, unlike what Samet said, I don't think it was in person, but over the phone, Okan spoke to Marcao and he, 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 they, they agreed. Like Mar- Marcao said, if. Yeah, FaceTime <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's probably what that, yeah, yeah. That's probably what happened on the Zoom call, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Mark, you know, there was the understanding that if the appropriate offer doesn't come in, Markel says he's ready to, you know, resume his, his role in the team again. So I, I don't know. I, I think now would be a good time to sell him if we can, but mm-hmm. I, it, it, it just seems irresponsible to 
sell him for something like that, like 12 or 13. He's worth more. And I feel like at some point, we need to break this idea, I guess, that these players can leave Turkey for so cheap. Like so, that, that has to change. Like that's just such bullshit because everyone knows if he was playing for another European club, he'd be selling for much more than that. And it's fucking bullshit now. So, you know, they're, they, I'm tired of these peasant offers coming in. Like send us something close to, like even if they sent us an offer like 17 million from Marcao, at least I can say, okay, shit, you know what? Uh, it's a bit of a competitive op, but no, like, you know, starting at 10, going up to 12, it's a joke, man. Can I tell you why it's like that? Sure. Because there's some loser cup club that keeps selling their players <laughs> like 20 million euros, especially one of them, Vedat. He went for what, 20 million euros? I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. What well, he went and like we said, he's not worth that money and he did crap. And now yeah. they're like, we got scammed. Now the, the Yabunjas are saying we got scammed. And now the same thing's happening. They're, they're afraid to take a risk because these players are being sold for, in my opinion, those are inflated prices. Vidat was never worth 20 million. And there's more like that as well. It's not just Vidat. He's just the first one coming to my mind now. Yeah. Let me give and you another one. Now they're just too one. afraid to take a risk, bro. That's all it is. And you can't blame and them DIA for that. From our side as well. No, no not even our side. Hmm. Fuck, no, um, what's ahead. his face? Jank Tosun. He went for yeah, the like most. Yeah, he like broke the league record, right? For, Was like, that ice. the league record? I, yeah. I think uh, so. 25 mil? 22 Something like that. Mil, I think. Yeah, oh and God. he went to Everton and he like kind of flopped there. So, I, well, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy, but nah, the, yeah, he, he, he fucked it up completely. And people <laughs> were just completely shitting on him constantly. And I think yeah. that, you know. England's like hands off the Turkish players and then I think that just goes down to the rest of the leagues. Like I feel like they're mm. only interested in like really, really young players. Like, you know, when Genghis left or like Ozan, stuff like that. They're not going to really Chalad. take... Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're not going to take big risks on, you know, Markao or some like other player. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, that that's a difficult... Uh, that's a difficult situation to navigate, man. But... I, I don't know. I mean, the stats are there. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like, like even when, when uh, Vedat went or like Jank Tosun, like that season, Jank left. He, okay, fine. He had a pretty good season. But we're talking about Markao, who was putting in these performances all the time against these top teams, mm-hmm. man. Like, you can't deny when you look at the scenario we were in in Europa League, you can't, and you look at how that ended. You just can't, you, there's, you can't deny it. He put on defensive clinics every single time he was on the pitch, every time. He was the highest rated defender in the, uh, the team of the competition afterwards for Europa League. Bro. Like, I, was, just, I just don't see it. It's weird, man. There was this player who went from Rennes, a French team, to mm-hmm. West Ham. I think it was a Moroccan dude, 26-year-old, called Nayef Aguer or something. Sold for 35 million euros. Absolute bullshit, bro. Exactly. And I do have to say that's the Prem though. Like in the Prem they have a shit ton of money. Like if there's a player in the Prem that's doing bad, it's also hard for those clubs usually to sell them off because their wages and everything is so ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for, for our player to leave, let's say to Spain or France, it should be more easily doable. But like you guys said before, we, we've just had a lot of, I mean, not a lot, but we have some decent flops go uh, outside of Turkey. 
also our prestige as a nation in Europe has been declining steadily yeah. over the past few years. I mean, this, you know, last season was definitely a good season from our side, but let's not kid ourselves. Before, we've been pretty much, well, kind of humiliated sometimes, you know, by uh, those bigger clubs in the Champions League. Um, so, for me with Marcao, 12 to 13, yes, I do agree is on the low side. I would try to push for 15, but I think that's probably max that we can get for him. Uh, a player who's 26, kind of in his prime, but with two years left on his contract. If we don't sell him now, I don't think we'll be able to sell him at all. So He won't uh, extend his contract either. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same about Kerem, honestly. Uh, okay, that was a interesting switch to Kerem now. <laughs> no, as in, those two have really peaked, I feel like, in value. And considering that we don't have Europe, mm -hmm. them playing for us another season will do nothing for their value and for us being able mm -hmm. to sell them. So it, it's, unfortunately, it, this is the best time to sell them. Uh, that's, that's the state we're in. And, and as, as much as we love Marcao, I mean, if we do still sell him for... Well, the low fee of 12, 13 million. It's still a profit in the end. I mean, we still, we got him for, I think, three or four million. So uh, we did we did do a good job in the end. I think it's, then it's about assessing, yeah, the value of a player versus the benefit of holding him. And mm -hmm. 12 million, I'd rather keep him then. And, and maybe, so, you know, after I'll this take, season, we'll go to Europe and we'll see. There. I'll take 12, 13 million if they give me like a sell-on clause, you know, his next sale, 25%. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> even that much is like 25%. I'll accept that. Only Bishop because, that accept is, is that the selling clause for Jetson? No, yeah. Jetson's 50%. Yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No <laughs> wonder they got him before we did. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you have to ask yourself as well that I think Summit just mentioned. Like if you sell Markel for 12 million, right? Looking at what what is 12 million in the market today in football is fucking it, it, nothing. It's, it, it's fuck peanuts. all, honestly. So it is peanuts. peanuts yeah. But for the bigger leagues, unfortunately, not for us. <laughs> so so ask yourself, right? So wh wh where is where do you get more value? Do you get more value in bringing in 12 million, or do you get more value in just keeping Markel? Right? Like that's that's another s scenario. Like, do you cash in on him and you take that, even though it's much lower than what he actually is worth or do you just say fuck it and keep him in the squad you, we already know what he can do we already know what he's going to do next season probably this few seasons after that as well right so if mm -hmm. he stays is that worth more than 12 million you know it, problem that's a is his contract is what like Sada said two more years right so let's say he plays mm -hmm. next year then you really have no choice but no. to accept what he already sit down with him now well, yeah, that's what you do if you won't if you don't sell him. But I don't think yeah. he'll accept. Yeah, yeah. You well, also have well, to look at it this way, you know, to answer your question in a way, uh, John, with that twelve million, let's say, I think it's going to be more because you know the rumors are okay. We have twelve thirteen million offers, but the board is not going to listen to anything or consider anything under fifteen. Mm -hmm. So I think we're just waiting at this point. But let's say we do go with twelve and thirteen. You have to now think, okay, what can Galatasaray do with that 12 and 13 million to replace Markel? And what else can they do on top of that? Mm -hmm. And when we start looking at what we've done so far, as well as our rumors, it makes sense. I, I hate it. 12, 13 million feels low to me too. But when you say, okay, I can replace him with, you know, two center backs minimum, right? Abdul Kedem is going to cost me 3 million. Okay, that leaves me with 10 million extra. 
And then you have Denayer, we'll talk about, who, mm-hmm. who's a free agent coming for, let's say, two, three million signing on fee yeah. as a free agent. Okay, that leaves me with another six, seven, eight million. What can I do with that? Okay, I can bring a CDM if I do my scouting properly, or if I want to, if you, if you want like one of those big Bubba CDMs and you spent <laughs> maybe all that six mil on one of those guys. And those guys together, likely, as long as they don't screw up completely, it will make a collective bigger difference than Markel by himself. Yeah, but and it when can you're be trying a, to be champions, you have to think about that, right? It can be a hit and miss with new transfers. With Markel, you know what you have. And okay, our scouting, yeah, sure, we have a good scouting, you could say. You remember Robson Reis from the winter transfers where we, where he was rumored with us? Mm-hmm. Brazilian guy. Well, he okay. apparently went to a Portuguese club uh, what's his name? Boa Vista Football Club. And, uh, well, they have a one-year loan and a one million euro optional fee if they want to buy him. So we could have gotten him, yes. for example, 22-year-old centre-back, Brazilian. Honestly, I- I'm going to keep an eye on him and see what he does. Interesting to see. But mm. for Marcao, it's also... We don't know the final price yet, right? The figures are all over the place. We are discussing 12, 13 million. Who knows? Dursun Özbek might pop open his wallet and say, I sold him for 25. I'll be happy and content <laughs> then, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Got yeah. big that, balls, this dude. Eh. Now that I do think about it, 12, 14 million is probably not the most that we can get, but it's probably close to what we can get. Then again, we also had rumors about other plays coming in, right? And someone like a Mert Mulder being 8 mil, well, then we can't really replace a lot of players with just selling Marcao. Because yeah. in my opinion, that's kind of, that's a that's a high price. That's, a, that's steep, but for yeah. Mert Mulder, in my opinion, is only worth around 5. Probably. Yeah. And, and it's, well, first of all, like, it, it, that's already kind of been dismissed. Like, his manager said he doesn't want to come to Turkey at this stage in his career, but e- even if he was interested... That would be my ridiculous. That would be ridiculous business. Eight million for a fullback. Although I think he's very good. That is not what we need right now. We need a lot of reinforce reinforcements in the midfield. So that would just be a weird transfer, like unnecessary. My source says he's with us, though. My source. Oh, really? Yeah, man. The <laughs> same source, bro. The same I Ross Barkley source? I yes, I know, John. I was just about to say that. No, that, that was a mishap. That You know... A mishap? Yasin already explained like how reporters sometimes... You know, it's part of the job, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we also have... Um, if we can move away from that, the another transfer that has been heating up a lot is um, uh, Solbakken which I know Emre really wants. But let me ask you guys a question. So we have this 23-year-old winger, right? Norwegian. And where do you think he fits in the squad? Like we have, obviously we have Kerem, who we haven't really heard any rumors of him going. We have Yunus, who had an amazing season last season. Mm-hmm. And with the foreign rule and everything, I would imagine that they would be starting. So where does he fit in? Where does Solbakken fit in? Is no he look, John? Yeah. Let me let me tell you this. All these rumors we're hearing, they're not like hundred percent. Like you have plan A's, plan B's for when Yunus is sold or Kerem is sold. At the moment, Jink Ergun is going through the whole through whole Europe, putting his dick on the table, 
and saying, look, we might buy him and him, but we need to sell him and him before we do that. So Ola Solbakken, okay. he can fit with our team, but if we sell Kerem, if we sell Morutan. So I think these are the discussions that are going on mainly. Okay, so in your opinion, okay, so how would he then fit in? Who would you sell? Or would you just keep the squad like it is? Because like I John said Kerem. before, we have... You sell Kerem, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Peak, um, I don't think we'll get any more money from him. But there's also a thing, everyone is saying there are no official offers for Kerem. So, Which is surprising, really. And they didn't great it. season. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 just just you know, just just thinking about it, like if Karam stays and we we do end up completing this soul back in transfer, right? Let's just say that <laughs> happens. Where does he fit? How how is he used? When is he used? Is he just used in rotation? Do we rotate those three wingers? We send them like, to Eupspor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Along okay. with uh no, but like like John said before, I think on the winger side, that's not really, in my opinion at least, not really a priority position. Because like you said before, we have Kerem, we have Yunus, we have Barush, Alperilma still, uh, Morutan, Emre Kalinch, who are who play on the wing, Sekidika and Uljan returned, if I recall correctly. Like, yeah. I think I'll, we have enough just, wingers just, for the just, moment. Just, just listen to yourself. Like, those yeah. names you listed, man. Apart from... Yunus and Kerem, like the rest of the guys, can you really count on going into the season? Transfer window closed. Tamam. We're in August. We're in September. We're in October. God forbid one of Kerem and Yunus got hurt, got red carded because of the refs, anything, right? But they can't play five games. Mm-hmm. I can't trust any of those ga- guys that you listed after to no. be able to step in and say, okay, you know what? I'll wait till January for those guys. And I, I don't think I'm confident that we won't lose points major points because of our lack of winger like i don't know i it's just risky to me and i think you know even though we're not playing in europe we still do need somewhat of a solid option off the bench for every single position on the field whether that's center back whether that's winger or whether that's striker i I think you need to have at least one solid guy to to be able to compete and maybe that guy needs to be a younger player like Solbeckin. so to answer john's question if we have Yunus and we have Kerem and we have Solbeck, and how do we play that? Whoever's best in training at that point, you know, you, you rotate it. Whoever's in form, they play. Fortunately for us, I don't think Yunus, I, f- I feel bad kind of picking on him here, but Yunus is kind of position because he's a youth player. Maybe he won't complain as much as like a foreign transfer would over lack of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um and if one is really good, then you say, okay, you know what? We'll sell them in the winter and the summer, and then we move on from there. Mm-hmm. there you're going to have, have backup options. Uh, it, it's tough, but I think we have to keep that in mind. And same thing as for center back. Like, I'd like to make know. one more prediction. And that's Sekidika will surprise all of us this season. I'll tell no, you impossible. that. <laughs> impossible. Jesus Christ, Sekidika. Impossible. impossible. Yasin, all that. All that, do you agree uh, with you, Yasin? Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, we, we, you go first. Uh, we we do need backups. That's correct. We need yeah. a backup center back. We need a backup number six. We need a backup number eight. Winger, whatever. But we don't have the luxury to be spending money on them right now. You're going to say, why? It's because our midfield still sucks. Mm-hmm. We need True. a number six. We need a number eight. We okay. don't have a lot of time and we don't have a lot of money. And I don't need to explain to you guys how important a midfield is. Most of 
why last season was so bad is because we didn't have a midfield. When you have a bad midfield, your strikers aren't going to perform. When you have a bad midfield, you're not going to keep possession of the ball. When you have a bad midfield, your centre-backs are under so much more pressure. If your centre-backs are under pressure, your goalkeeper's under pressure. It just, everything falls apart. It's really the backbone of your team. So when I say things like, yeah, Sol Bakken's good and whoever else is good, but we need to prioritise ourselves, yeah. And exactly. I don't see a lot of moves being made for a number six or a number eight or a number 10 for that matter. We need we all of them. almost an hour on wingers. By the and way, before you guys continue, I just have to make sure this is a, gets across. Solbeken is a free agent in six months. Yeah. So we're trying to buy him now for the cheap. And if we can't do that, the rumor is, okay, we'll wait till January. Of course, things get a little bit complicated then because other teams are going to be interested in a free agent too. But the rumor is we're trying to wrap this up for like, you know, one to two mil max. So mm-hmm. I think that's okay. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. You're right. There's other priorities than a midfield. Wages, though. Nobody's talking about yep. the midfield or most important. That, that, so what must basically mention, that's what I wanted to say back. Like, I'm not saying that Solbakken necessarily is a bad player. I'm just talking about priorities. And I think on the wing, just like you said before, we already have Kerem and Yunus. Having a good backup is nice, but I prefer for us to have, uh, well, first of all, uh, first 11 quality midfield. And a striker, like we don't really have a great striker at the moment. We also need that. After we have fixed those problems, then yeah, sure, we can look at the backups. And Solbakken would be an attractive option, seeing his age, uh, how he performed in Europe last season, uh, especially against Roma, for example. And he's a free agent in six months, just like you guys mentioned before. So Nah, we don't need um, a striker. Okan Buruk is known as the striker bender. So He'll make one out of thin air. <laughs> Mohammed's got an offer for 8 million. Yeah. And uh, while I agree with you, Summit, the rumor is, again, going off of rumors, that he wants both Jagne and Gomez like, off the team. He, he wants new strikers altogether. So. Oh, yeah. What I heard is he wanted to see them perform before he makes a decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. They're in I mean, camp right said, now, right? In Austria? Yeah, yeah. And on, on top of that, before I forget, uh, Okan had an interview this morning, and they asked him about Jagne. And he said Jagne is clearly like not ready because he's been obviously sweating, you know, off our, in Africa off books for the last six months. <laughs> so he, he like touched on that. Like he, he made it clear, like, okay, look, Jagne is not ready. We hope to get to get him there. So that's not the most promising piece of information heading to the season, not knowing who our striker is. Um, so I do expect to see a striker purchase sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, and on listen, that, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Emre. Yeah, can I finally speak? Thank of you. Course. <laughs> of course. I mean, look, you guys are saying that, oh, the wingers are not our top priority, this, that. I mean, I would rather get cheap alternatives for our wingers if we have the opportunity to go after him. You mean Solbeck, and he's really cheap, and it's a great opportunity. If it wasn't, Roma wouldn't be going after him yet either. And by the way, John, I don't want him. I hope he doesn't come because, you know, everyone I ever wanted never comes. So <laughs> yeah. let's just say don't want him to come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, we have to go after these because then we can, like, put our full focus on our midfield. I think, like Moss said, we need to put most, you know, of our attention there. If we can just get a few additions to, you know, like, good reinforcements to our wingers or our strikers, that's good. 
we should take these opportunities while they're cheap. Yep. And I don't know. I don't really like listen, Yunus on paper and on like the at Adana, he was good. But remember, Adana is not Galsaray. There's different expectations here when he's gonna play for us. Teams aren't gonna be open, you know, going against us. They're gonna be sitting back, parking the bus. You know, it's not the same atmosphere. So I, I can't trust Yunus. He's not proven yet. Once he's proven with us, then I can say, okay, he can, you know, be our mm-hmm. main guy. That's that's what I think. I wanna know more about midfield. Like what are the main midfielders that were linked with us? The Taliska? Taliska, Gaye, and uh, what's Ndombele from Tottenham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think all of those are a long shot. I don't think any of those are actually going to pan out. But it, it is a curious thing why we haven't been like really heavily linked with any one particular midfielder. I find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. considering that's where we're really dying for a transfer. I don't, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if it's just really low-key or if mm-hmm. or if there just hasn't been much work towards it. I have no idea, but I find it interesting that we're linked with players in pretty much every single position, like strikers, wingers, fullbacks, <laughs> defenders, but there's where the fuck are the midfielders? Bro, you because know? we already have it. Bro, I touch Emrak Baba. Salih, Burak, now look, I, I'm gonna make a weird prediction and a conspiracy theory here, and Yasin's oh. gonna love me for this one. It's a professional um, podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> um, we gave up on that, bro. Go ahead. I, th- <laughs> I I think the reason we're going for so many different plays and so many different positions is because of our Ross Barkley. What, what should I call them? The loser clubs always trying to sweep up our transfers. Maybe it's happened multiple times in the past, um, and they might be just treading safely. I don't know, but I think I think it's possible. Yeah, I think that's possible. I think that's possible, but I don't know. It, it that could very well be happening. But the players in midfield that we were linked with, like Carvalho um, from Brazil, Gustavo Scarpa, um, and uh, the other ones that Emre mentioned, and Dombele, and a few others, like it's like. I I wouldn't be surprised if we do make a a pretty big transfer and someone with a name you know comes. I I wouldn't be surprised in that at all. But it's like mm. I don't know, man. Usually we see it come up in the media or we we have some indication about it. These names that have come up, they've come up like once or twice, and that's it. You know, like Taliska. There's like one guy reporting that. Everyone else mm. is saying it's not happening. Carvalho. We have like little tidbits of news every few days that comes out. The only one that excited me was Gustavo Scarpa, man. Yeah, I was pretty excited. Like, this is my thing with the midfield. This is my (laughs) idea towards it. And it fucking pisses me off, too. It's like, we had... Okay, last year, for most of it, we were playing with Thailand, Berkan, Chikaldao, right? And the biggest problem I have is that it's a really, really bad imbalance of players. And it's players that are all the same player type, more or less, and it doesn't work. But when they mentioned Gustavo Scarpa, I don't know if you guys have seen how he looks and how it looks like he plays. None of those players that we played with in midfield are attacking. You know, they don't have that attacking sense at all. And he does. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the only name we've been linked with so far in midfield that is that type of player. We haven't been linked, like, William Carvalho is not that player, and Dombele is not that player. Proper like, 10. 
Yeah, and, and we've been missing that for so long, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we had Belhanda, okay. It, I know a lot of people are split on him. I've, I've never liked him. I, I think he's pretty shit, to be honest with you. But um, I don't know. Wh- where are these attacking players? You need to have some type of attacking player there. And what I'm, what I'm worried about is that we're not going to make that transfer and then we're just going to use Emre Akbaba there because he's the only, pretty much one of the only players in our squad that is a little bit more attack-minded mm-hmm. that can play there. And I don't want to. You know, he had a pretty good season last season. But how many times are we going to do this? Like, you know, how many times is he going to leave and come back? And like, it's just, we, we need a solid transfer there. Like someone needs to come in on like a three-year contract that's here in the team. We have him. And we need to work with that. And we don't have that. And I think that's such a huge issue for us, you know? Yeah. And you mentioned Gustavo. He's also in the same position as Solbeck. And he's, his contract is also expiring at the end of the year. I, I don't know how we're not able to, like, you know, get these deals done. I guess Jenk Ergen's dick isn't big enough or something because uh, <laughs> we're not getting any of these done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should be getting these done, man. I, I have a feeling for the midfields, we're really waiting until the end to get those good deals out of. Mm-hmm. Clubs could be, because that's also people can charge you do. more though at the end. Like they can charge you, you more because you're more desperate. Less. less it's it's sucks. a double-edged sword. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a double-edged sword because he said, "What well, they have six months left. Um, they could get very desperate towards the end of the transfer window. It's just a, it's just a gamble, really. And I think Dorson is probably going to play that gamble because what do we have to lose? A lot. You can't expect anyway. shit from Turkish <laughs> club anymore, man. Everyone knows we're poor as fuck. Yeah, like the the priority should be we need three players, okay? Like primarily for the midfield. We need one player that is an anchor in the middle of the pitch in front mm-hmm. of our back line that is able to win the ball, wins the ball, distributes the ball. We need another player that can hold possession that we can play through during buildup that we know is, is responsible with the ball. He's not going to lose the ball. He'll maintain possession for us. And we need another player that can go forward, that can carry the ball forward, that can score goals, that can unlock, you know, back lines, that can play the ball through, play it into spaces. That is a good, that is a balance. That is a balanced midfield. If we can make transfers those, of those type of players, then maybe we can start looking at other good opportunities like backing and things like that. But unless we have something like that, I don't think we're going to do very much because Everyone knows that the game is it's won or lost in the midfield. So I I really, really hope that the crook is not fucking around here and he's actually taking this seriously and looking to bring in these type of players. Because otherwise Bro, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. This is Gall I'll tell you what'll happen. All our transfers will be in the last two days and we're gonna get screwed <laughs> some Bad way, transfers. somehow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. In the last two days, overpay for an old player. That stays for one we'll, season. We'll, we'll miss a fax machine, you know, like, yeah. uh, and then our player won't be able to play for six months, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, we'll get another Algerian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. Oh, by the way, Do did you... you guys see Okai Yokushlo? Yes. He, they oh, yeah, yeah. terminated oh, yeah. His, his contract. Do you think he will That's come right. to us? It's mutually tra- uh, yeah. terminated. If, if a manager if a manager is coming up to you and saying, I've got this player, that's usually a red flag. <laughs> and I would stay away personally, but <laughs> yeah. and that's exactly what's happened. His manager has come up to Galatasaray 
and said, oh, look, Okai's free. You guys want him now? Haha. <laughs> it's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing with Denier, though. They didn't, <laughs> his manager Isn't comes to us. And, and, and Denier wanted all this, all this money for his wages, bro. Mm. Same thing happened yeah. with Tadiska. He's on 8 million euros a year net. Mm. We're not paying that, bro. That, that's crazy. Isn't and I don't know how much Denier wanted, but Denier wanted a lot of money as well. Maz- Do you guys remember, like, last time Dursun was uh, president, remember we got all those transfers for Tudor? Did they, mm-hmm. like, did they all happen the last couple of weeks? I-, I felt like they were no. scattered. Like, I-, I actually felt like we got a lot of them done earlier. Yeah, no, we overpaid for those, we paid though, dude. So much, dude, for those. Yeah. We did, we did, we did. But, like, we, you know, in terms of a payment aside, I guess we did finish them sooner than later, right? Yeah, well, that's yeah, easy then, if you got the money. Financial fair play. Well, that season, our first game was against Kaiseri, and we started with everyone. Like, everyone started in that match. Everyone Bro, was... We paid uh, $8 million for Maikon. We paid 12 yeah. or 13 for Belhanda. No shit, you're yeah. going to close those off soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we $4 million well. a year wage, man. And $8 million from Osmanda. Back then. Well. Yeah, and then we <laughs> sold them for 16 Don't forget that. Right? And we won them that back. That was our last... Probably our last big sale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was it was Dursun Uzbek, so you know, gotta mm-hmm. give credit where it's due. Well, yeah, we'll give credit where it's due for our financial fair play he put us in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, anyway, guys, I'm super Sorry, happy Burak Enmas left. So, did we talk about Eric Botan? No. no, okay, so Eric, we have player Eric Botan that we're a lot of people are saying that we've already got him, but the player terminated the contract against well, the Russian club, Krusanda, I think. Yeah, so I think UEFA said like you a- can terminate any contract with Russian clubs. Yeah, so he terminated the contract, and according to some of the sources, we've we've agreed on terms. It's just we're having a couple of lawyers look at the papers and make sure we don't get ourselves into shit because it's a huge, um, it's a lot of money if mm-hmm. we stuff up the paperwork. So that's that's another guy that's most likely with us if everything goes according to plan, which it never does. So. <laughs> yeah, another striker, not a midfielder, by the way. There's a striker, 22 year old striker. Although I do think that would be a pretty good transfer, but I don't want to go in circles. But it's just the same thing as everything else. It would be great. I'd love the transfer. I'd be so excited. But where the fuck are the midfielders, man? That that is my question. Where the fuck are they? They're on the way, bro. I they're already here. They better be. Time. And Tyler. Yeah. Oof. And Sally believes. No, Sally no, believes. no. Don't start. See, no, no. I knew Yasin was going to start this, bro. I knew it. I knew Yasin was like, going to start nobody this. Nobody said Berkan. I don't even think Sally said Berkan before when he was going through all the other names. Is he still playing for mm, Gossard? No. Yes, of course, bro. What do you mean? We still have BTC, bro. No, I think... Uh, Berkan, Thailand, Chikalda, he means. I think, I think Arda will come out of uh, retirement and play for us one more year. No, no, no. That dude doesn't no, stop no. talking, bro. I'd rather call Hajibek. <laughs> At least he doesn't have a Gubik. I'd, I'd rather have Okan play as yeah, a player. Yeah, dude, that's what I was going to say. That is exactly what I was going to say. Fuck Arda, man. Did you guys see that photo yeah. of Okan in the thing, training? Yeah. He was playing, yeah. He was playing football. My mind is bringing that intensity into trainings. Bro, my man in every picture is smiling too. That's how you know he's going to be the right fit for us, man. Just feel it in my gut. Yeah, I think everyone has good vibes about that. You know, I I don't... What do you mean? Is that the only requirement? Just smile? I could do that. 
Smile and wave, boys. You got <laughs> a really good wave. vibes. But, but you can you smile go. like that, bro? Like that. Yeah, no, like... That's a special smile, man. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look like a crook when I smile. Have you I'm, seen I'm the so Stefan Kunsta smile? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's happy or in pain, guy? man. <laughs> uh, Actually, a football-related question that we haven't talked about. It's not necessarily Galatasaray-related, but when are the fixtures going to come out? Or did I miss July. that completely? July. So this month. we're Soon. in July, but somewhere this month. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can uh, plan our trip to Istanbul for the derby again. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious because of the World Cup happening during winter, right? So how are they mm-hmm. going to accommodate, well, our league and European leagues in general? We will yeah, see. I was thinking so, uh, about that a while ago. What's going to happen with that? Because I do know that the Prem starts earlier, for example. It starts already the beginning of August, while it's normally at the end. Um, and there are mm-hmm. more games in a month as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wonder okay. what Super League's going to do with that. Well, we do need to wrap up, Saleh. So uh, if there's anyone want to say one final thing. Um, okay. So I'm pretty happy about Okan being, being with us. Because me and Emre have wanted him for maybe three years now. Yeah. So I'm super excited to, for this season to come. I think we will be champions or runners up at the very least. We'll be a close one this year. And hopefully. Let's, let's see how it goes. All right. Cool. Okay. I, I have one question to close it off. One Go question ahead. about a player we haven't talked about. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yasin, how sad are you with the fact that Bartu Elmas signed for uh, Olympic Marseille? I'm not. I'm not sad. I mean, I was sad originally, but after I thought about his decision, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of get it. I kind of no. get it. No, I, I actually understand him, and I understand a lot of other youth players that do want to leave, like because they they did like he didn't know Okan was coming, right? So he kind of made his decision before Okan was official. Maybe Okan would have changed his mind. Maybe you know he's a little bit regretful now that he sees Okan is coach and Okan is bringing eleven youth players into the A squad, right, for camp. But he didn't see Okan's that, dick that, yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> that that so like you know I, I don't blame these youth players oh, because really? up, up until now it was Tedim <laughs> who barely implemented youth players up until then it was Torrent who didn't include youth players so these guys got to make a decision for the rest of their like for their career and although going to Marseille's like youth team or like reserve team might look bad at the start it's a new opportunity for these guys to show themselves and worst case scenario he comes back to the league and plays for a unadulted team and he bro, makes his way out from there. He's he's, he's still young. For the fourth fourth division in France, bro. For now, I thought it was fifth. No, <laughs> fifth, sorry, fifth, fifth. Come on, you know, it definitely We've seen doesn't it look before. Good. We saw I'm, it with I'm, Mustafa Kappa. Listen, listen you know what's I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to defend that. You know, obviously that doesn't look good, but I'm saying I, I kind of get where he's coming from, wanting to leave. Um, okay, no, now but, I understand, uh, Yasin, why the youth is leaving. Yeah, they're all under age, so the dick. Uh, Thing doesn't work. Oh my God. <laughs> they gotta be eighteen, bro. Minimal. Someone Okan can't someone. use the uh, the magic wand. Is that's what you're saying? <laughs> Let's oh, wrap my, up, my, bro. My, uh, my man I'm takes done, a joke man. and just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get canceled by tomorrow. I swear, bro. <laughs> okay, I'll, Yo, I'll why is that guy show. host summit like always making dick jokes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm married, guys. Don't think of anything. Anyway, all right. I'd like to thank you all for making time. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for making the time and listening all this way through. And if you want to...
collaborate, if you want to support us, you can check out our Twitter at the Lions Den GS or on Instagram, same handle. And well, we're back and we'll see you next week.